Stage reset and house lights. Thanks, team, for another great show. I'll see you all backstage. That's great. This is Designed to Change Backstage Conversations. Let's pretend we have a glass in hand, right? And it's uh, backstage. <laughs> I know That's you're great. in San Diego. I'm here in Basel, Switzerland. So it's way too far apart to actually go backstage. But uh, technology can bring us into a space of imagination. How do you feel after this first conversation? Oh, we love talking about our industry. I mean, thanks again for, for inviting me. And I love talking about uh, event design because I think it's just so critical to, to help uh, give a framework of how we get all these things done because... I have been an event planner, meeting planner, uh, my first 10 years of my career, you know, planned probably thousands of events. And you, it's, it is a, it can be really grueling. I mean, we all know this, it's, it's time driven, it's adrenaline driven, it's um, sometimes thankless. And so I love just stopping and saying, hey, you know, we, it matters, the work we're doing matters, the work we're doing is changing hearts and minds. And even though you might f not feel it when you're staging a bus at five in the morning, you know, I just want everybody <laughs> to feel like, you know, this is a good thing. We're doing good thing, bringing people together. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the <clears throat> sensation of feeling the human emotion of belonging, right? Like, like you were saying in our, in our onstage part, um, it's been so hard for, you know, two years to create that sensation, I think. Yeah. Right. And now right. that it's coming back um, and that we're, you know, people have felt what it's like to not have these events and not have these incentives right. and not have these conferences right. and not have these trade shows happen. Yeah. Um, it's a very interesting human dynamic, right? It is. And I don't think we are, we'll ever really come back to what normal was before the pandemic. I mean, I think when I've, I've been to several things now since we've been fully open and people are really digesting the experience differently. And I think as event designers, we need to make sure that we're giving a lot of space for everyone to do their own thing at these things. You know, for us to just go back and say, hey, go back, fill your day, eight hours of your day with educational. It's a little much for people. We've all been working out of our homes, doing our own, you know, much more control of our, our own pacing. And so I think just it's okay to give grace to our participants and our attendees to say, Hey, not everybody showed up to the three o'clock session. You know why? Cause they had to go take a nap because they're exhausted from networking. Yes. <laughs> so that's okay. <laughs> no, no judgment here. You know? yeah. I like that. Giving grace to the cadence, right? It's like, yeah. I think we have to like <clears throat> in general review um, the tempo. Yeah. That's and the it. Cadence in which people connect and, yeah. Um, and our value proposition, you know, I think that as a traditional uh, event designer, we might think, well, we just have to give X amount of hours of education and that's going to show value. And I don't think that's the value proposition anymore. Yeah. Sometimes people just want to come in and they just want to experience a destination or all this special events we're putting together at the nighttime. Sometimes they're going to do two hours of education day and two hours of networking, and that's a home run for them. So I think our traditional, we, we can't let our traditional values 
be projected on others. They're going to come digest the experience in any way they want to and see what, what defines value for them. And that's okay. So have, has anything changed in the way you travel since, since, uh, 2021, so to say, have have you changed your rituals in any way or has anything changed for you? Well, I, I have, it's interesting. And this is probably just life where I'm at. I'm 53, but I value my sleep so much more than I used to. I, you know, I, I used to be the one that's, you know, the last one having the, the last drink at the last bar. And I don't need to be that person anymore. It's really nice. <laughs> See, you know, I'll go to dinner. I'll meet you for one nightcap. And then I am in bed and I feel like be, I'm really aware of, especially these longer, longer uh, events and experiences. Yeah. It is a marathon, not a sprint. So I look ahead and say, okay, how am I going to stay fresh and, and, you know, mentally uh, acute for the long run mm-hmm. and not just go after the, 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 the biggest party on the first night. So I think I'm better at pacing myself and taking care of myself when I'm traveling. Yeah. It's interesting. So the, um, cause it, it, it almost is like two things. One of them is like, <clears throat> um, like the cadence of sleep and activity and stretching yeah. over a longer run, like you're saying, right? It's almost like you you need to train for you know the Iron Woman or the Iron Man or the marathon or the. Right. Um, it's almost like we haven't we had different training for two years. Now all of a sudden we're expected to to kind of like you know be able to do that again. Uh, one thing right, I've noticed right. that I've been doing is is taking time before and after a program, without mm, traveling yet, great. right? Taking a little bit longer yeah. buffers, or even for some programs that I know are going to be super intense that I really commit my full time to is to plan a week right. of, or a day, a number of days of decompression afterwards to think about what happened the week before. Right. That's really smart. Great idea. Well, it's almost a luxury luxury to afford yourself, but I found that the, like the magnitude of learning or the ability to kind of digest all of that, like defragment your hard disk. Yeah. If, yeah. if you waste that opportunity after the event, and sometimes as simple as staying one or two days with somebody that right. went to the same event, for instance, right? So I remember at, right. at, the, at the site European Summit, um, literally spending, it was just a day afterwards, right? And we mm-hmm. went to the Charlie Chaplin experience. We took a walk through the vineyards with three or four people that mm. happened to have a later flight out of Geneva and were just, you know, it was more of a pra- practical or an impractical travel um, situation, but living in Switzerland, I could drive back when I wanted, but we took that day right, right. and digesting everything we went through, like talking whilst right. walking through a vineyard and just like letting time pass by without a schedule post event was actually, that is so powerful, uh, but it's so hard to program almost, right? Cause I mean, should you, right. should you like, you know, for people to not to have to travel back to their work, almost should you say if right. a three day pro- program should it look like a four day program or four and a half right. day program right. on right. paper where they say, OK, I've got my half day, you know, onboarding and then I've got my offboarding mm-hmm. at the end, which is actually a very that's actually super valuable time. Oh, gosh, so smart. And it's really twofold, isn't it? I'm part of it is just to digest the, the learning and kind of more the, the cerebral experience. But I like what you did, which is you build in a little extra time to just enjoy the destination too. Yes. Um, and I'm trying to do that a little bit more, especially with some of these longer haul 
trips is I, sometimes you just don't get enough of the destination itself. And it's nice to be off radar without people that know you, maybe it's just your spouse coming over and joining you and you just do a couple extra days and really uh, dive into it. And I remember at um, MPI, they had a, a fun uh, a group that would always plan a post trip saying, okay, here, we're all, we're all going to IMAX Frankfurt, for example. And the post trip is going to be going out to Prague or whatever it is. And it was just such a great way to like, Hey, we can take this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the it. That's it. Yeah. And I think it was Amanda, Amanda Armstrong's idea. Yeah. And uh, we just don't give ourselves the, the time to do it unless you plan it, right? If you plan it, then it's going to happen, it. but you got to be intentional about it. I love that. Yeah. Well, that's it. And I think, you know, what I found is that, um, you know, it's funny you say that. I was just speaking to Amanda before before we recorded this in a, in a meeting. Um, um, I think that type of leadership also post leadership, right? So um, because the friendship you build when you volunteer lead in organizations are very yeah. sustained over time, right? Um, but yes. going beyond that with very different ways of having get togethers or getting those groups together can be a really powerful like activation mechanism as well. You know, I know the European MPI chapters have, it's you know, this yearly gathering of all the past leaders, and it's it's got this really ridiculous yeah. set of minutes, and it's 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 kind of a very tongue-in-cheek kind of way for past leaders to celebrate their retirement, right? Um, right. But I think these rituals so can be very powerful, right? It's so true, and I mean, gosh, when I'm retirement age, I want I want to be part of a community. It's just community, right? How do you stay plugged in? Um, and I know that there's some pe- friends of mine that are at retirement age and they've done such an abrupt stop that you feel like, gosh, it's almost ir- uh, irrelevant. And, mm-hmm. you know, you've dedicated 50 years of your career, say, um, to this industry, and now you're 70 something and you're retiring. How can we just leave it all behind that quickly? These are our, our it's all intertwined. These are our deepest friendships, our, some of our most, you know, impactful experiences. So yeah. to kind of go out with, uh, with a community still intact like that, I think it's such a gift. It's, yeah. it's wonderful. I know site uh, past presidents, they have a group. So there's been 50 of them. Uh, we call our board chair, the, the president, and they all have a similar thing to, it sounds like to the uh, MPI European chapter, but they all get together and, you know, every once in a while, they'll have some thought leadership ideas they'll send over to the, the staff. And, uh, but it's a great, also, it's just a great ambassador core. You know, how lovely that they still like each other enough and the experiences were great enough that they want to stay together, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then, and then you also know that when <clears throat> groups like that kind of, um, you know, encourage or complain about things, it's also, it comes from a very good heart, right? Because they, they care, they care deeply, right? So you, so it's, 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 so it's true. I can imagine that, um, um, that those things are always, um, you know, personal when they, when, when people, when it touches a common care and people care about things, they, they're going to say that, right? Which, which, which I think yeah. is, which I think is good, but it's also like in the conversational techniques, I can just imagine I've never been the CEO of an association and, but I can imagine that can be quite challenging as well, right. To like deal with all of these different emotions and, you know. Right. And it, it, it goes, gosh, you know, I think that if I were to ask for one superpower, it would be endless curiosity because I think if we just, and I'm wearing my shirt today, rude, you see my curiosity shirt. Yeah. I think that if we stay in a place of curiosity and, and wonder, uh, then, then I'm not threatened by, you know, all these ideas or the past presence group that, that 
has really passion about how certain things should be done. It's just, it's, it's all just good ideas to me. It's just all interesting ideas and in the kind of this fact collecting journey I'm on. I have, I, uh, we got to keep our egos in check. Right. And it's like, it's, it's not my association. It's our association that yeah. needs to be co-created uh, constantly. Uh, so I think it, in this, if I can keep in a good place of curiosity, it'll just help me in the long run. Well, I think curiosity is, is, is the rocket fuel for event design, right? So if you're, if you're, if, if you can yeah. tap into the ambiguity of why people like something or don't like something and you can kind of explore yeah. that, and be curious from a good perspective, yeah. that's the rocket fuel you need to keep fueling the machine. Right. So, yeah. um, I think and uh, it's hard, isn't it, to stay? Nobody likes uncertainty. You know, our brain, we know this, our brain's wired for certain. Yeah. So it's trying to like make decisions. That's why there is unconscious bias. It's making decisions really quickly because right. that that keeps it making sense. That's right. how they sort. So it's like, wow, we have to stop ourselves and go, okay, wait a minute. Maybe that's not the the reason we're doing things all the time. Or that's, you know, kind of challenging our own assumptions, which is, is a difficult exercise. I think... Um... Um, the ability to spend time together whilst traveling. I think that's one of the gifts that yeah. you're giving all of your members, right? Um, yeah. Um, there's a reason why people go backpacking at some stage in their life too, right? Uh, so I'm thinking yeah, like, how yeah. do you connect that desire with the things that Love you guys it. are doing, right? Because I think there's like, there's so much strung together there um, that we, we Boy, to love that. Further, I right? love that idea. You know, really enjoying the journey, not the destination, right? I mean, yeah. that's what backpackers, they don't know where they're going. They're just, you know, taking the ride and going on a trail. Yeah, that's a cool analogy. I like it. Yeah, I think if we can connect those stories. But let's let's talk about that next year, right? Uh, next yep, year, we'll have, good. We'll, we'll have 2020 vision on 365 days past. Um, <laughs> we're having a cycle with, with uh, various of our guests. I know, Annette, we're going to have conversations way before next year, right? So let, don't yeah. let that be a motive to not speak to each other. But um, we want to wish you a, a really great prep for everything that's coming your way with the Global Conference in February in New York, Thank 50th you. anniversary. Um, lots of you. exciting stuff happening at site. We'll add those links to the comments. Thanks for taking the time to speak to us. Oh, and, gosh. Uh, well, thanks for having me. It's always wonderful seeing you. I always love our talks. And I, I know we will have many more. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you, Annette. Thanks, Rudin. Okay. Bye. You've been hanging out backstage on Design to Change Designer Conversations. Thank you for tuning in, and don't forget to subscribe and share conversations online using hashtag Design to Change and hashtag Event Canvas. Want more thought-provoking content like this? Visit designtochange.online to purchase your copy of Design to Change, elevating your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Don't forget it's more than just a book. Experience a hard copy, audio format, video format, and even augmented reality. Experience it in your style and format. Tune into our next episodes and hear from more designers and change makers. Until then, we look forward to our next conversation.